Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one, Tylesic Inc., written by CT12. Fifteen plus years into the future. Ah, come on, I just want to buy a drink. Please, we don't want any trouble. Just take what you want and go. Tyler sighed, staring at the retreating bartender. First contact was barely two years ago. Already the hyperventilating mass media of the galactic world had spread tales of the terrifying humans, TM, far and wide. In-depth investigation, is your hive safe from the human menace? Shocking report, terror, the ultimate death world. Humans hate this guy. Learn how to defeat their secret ninja training. Protect your community from human infestation with this one weird trick. And so on and so forth. Fox News, MSNBC, spammers, they all had nothing on this. It was all bullcrap, mostly. Sure, humans had some surprising physical advantage, but what does that really mean in an era of planetary colonization and space warfare? Not a hell of a lot, really. Tyler just wanted a beer. Please, just sell me a beer. I'll even leave and drink it somewhere else. I ain't asking for much. Slowly, the lizard dude emerged from the storage closet, wielding what looked like a large cricket bat. It seemed pretty flimsy. Don't cause a scene, Tyler. Just one beer. Tyler smiled, close-lipped, carefully maintaining a non-threatening manner. I'd like to buy many more, but if you don't want to sell them, I won't press the matter. Can't wait to get back to Earth. This really sucks. Slowly, the lizard dude settled up to the bar. Most of the patrons had quietly left, Tyler noticed. Look, never mind. I see I'm costing you business. I'll be on my way. He made to leave. Wait. The lizard motioned at the bar, clearly putting on a brave face. Please, uh, sit. It seems I'm suddenly short in customers. Yeah, look, um, I'm sorry. I didn't want to cause trouble. I'll just buy my beer and leave, okay? He sat gingerly at the bar. The gravity wasn't much less than Earth, but the seat did creak ominously. The lizard dude seemed to relax a bit, as if internal conundrum had resolved itself. Actually, it's okay. You can drink here if you want. Tyler again suspected that he was being braver than he really felt. Thanks, man. You don't know how badly I've been craving a beer. The lizard laughed nervously. Well, I hope I can accommodate you. I don't have much, but I have something called Blue Moon. I also have something, um, uh... Which I guess is cider. Which one? Oh, please. Oh, please. The lizard produced a bottle of Magnus. Gods. Prepraised. How much of that do you have? He queried. Excitedly. I'll buy so much of that. Lizard was a bit surprised, but sensed an opportunity. I have 12 of these, including that one. Turns out the insectoid types enjoy them very much. And the alcohol content is enough to get six of them drunk on one bottle. That makes them expensive. Tyler grinned now, happy to banter and haggle. What? Lies! I know perfectly well you're exaggerating. I traveled, you know. Those bugs can't hold their alcohol. True enough, but six to a bottle. Please. The lizard hissed in pleasure. All true, but they believe the tales of the legendary potency, and so the value remains. 
50 credits for all 12 bottles. You're lying, cheating scum. 20 credits and not one but more. And so they haggled until they agreed on 35 credits. Tyler cracked open a bottle, took a long, luxuriant pull, and sighed happily. Oh God, you have no idea how good that tastes. He sat back a bit, creamy expression on his face. Thank you, this makes the trip much more bearable. The lizard settled into his familiar role, convinced of immediate danger as past. Trip? They got to talking. Tyler was on a return trip, cargo filled with electronics and data storage arrays. Earth had a lot of catching up to do, but the humans were making rapid progress. He returned with the ores for trade. Sol was rich with platinum group metals, and those always commanded a high price. Business contacts were exchanged. All in all, it was a good trip. Shortly thereafter, some patrons returned, curious at the human and the mist. Since he was apparently not rending Sophon's limb from limb, the curiosity got the best of them. Tyler was drunk now on his fourth bottle and loving life. His friendly, cheery disposition caught on. Carefully, respectfully, they asked questions. What? No, I'm not an assassin. I'm just a trader in minerals. Yes, Earth gravity is only 1G. Hi, sure, but hardly a challenge for anyone here. It's not that much worse than this, actually. No, you absolutely shouldn't go to Australia. That's almost all true, especially the part about drop bears. Well, I don't know about that. A bee sting hurts a whole bunch, but for most people that's about it. Some people are allergic, but even then it's usually not a big deal. Yes, we produce natural combat hormones. No, I can't produce them on demand. It's not that different from the thought spike stuff your barkeep species do. The barkeep shifted a bit nervously at that. Can you bring me another couple of magnets, please? I don't know if I can. It looks pretty thick. Bends the bar with the effort. Okay, well, I guess I can. I'm in pretty good shape, I guess. I guess I'm pretty big and strong as humans go, but they're all much, much bigger and stronger than me. Oh yeah, strongman stuff really is fun to watch. No, I get my rear handed to me. No, it's not that threat display, it's just a smile. It means a lot of things, but generally they're all variations on happy or pleased. Well, a threat can look like this. He growls and pulls an exaggerated face, but usually more subtle. I don't know, I'm not good at faking that kind of thing. No, football isn't a ritual form of combat. Well, okay it is... But it's just a game. They're not actually trying to kill each other. Yes, there are two football games. Three, if you count rugby. Yes, that's true about both of them. What? That's the stupidest one yet. Of course we don't sacrifice our children. From a strictly practical standpoint, that would be suicidal. Let's not even argue about the moral problems here. What? No, we don't eat them either. Even if we were so inclined, we're not before someone asks. We wouldn't have enough anyway. Wait, have you heard how we reproduce? No. Live birth described in vivid detail. Some of the patrons are visibly ill after that. But still, the questions come. And soon the bar is full of aliens, curious about the friendly human. The barkeep was awash with credits. But soon, it was the last call. The bane of every barfly across the galaxy. No, I gotta ship out tomorrow, but I'll be back, especially if the barkeep stocks these. But as always happens in bar adventures, someone was bound and determined to spoil the fun. Two very large lizard things entered, flanked by a third creature, a smaller avian type. 
Somehow, it was immediately obvious that they were local equivalent of the mob. They fit the stereotype so completely it's comical, even their head frills are slicked back. They approached the barkeep. Words were exchanged and the barkeep was clearly nervous. Tyler was completely hammered by now, ten ciders in with no food in his belly. He had trouble walking straight, and he was drunk dumb. Of course, he walked up to the giant lizard bodyguard, yelling. Tyler was punched across the bar, but then stood up angry and ready to fight. He grabbed a chair and charged the lizards and smashed it over their heads, the chair shattering, pieces flying everywhere. The lizard stumbled and Tyler was on him, punching and laughing, mine clearly checked out drunk happy and itching to smash. He did pretty good considering, but his stupidity, bravery, inspired the locals, and in the ensuing chaos the patrons revolted against their new crime overlords. In short order, the bird and lizards were beaten to within an inch of their lives. Tyler didn't remember any of this. He woke up the next morning lying on the floor of the bar. Barkeep had provided a pillow and a blanket, but he was sore as hell. Naps on steel plates are particularly comfortable. Groggily, he staggered to his feet. The bar was trashed, of course, but the barkeep was happy, hissing a tune of some kind. Ah, uh, man, can I have some water? Sure, help yourself. It's a third tap from the left. Mmm, water. He drank very deeply. What happened exactly? I, I started a fight, didn't I? You sure did, he intoned cheerfully, and you scared the local boss off the station. I'm sure there will be consequences for that, but they'll have a much harder time getting their filthy talents into the business here again. Wait, what? So, uh, did I just beat up the local crime lord? Well, you didn't. That was everyone collectively. You just started it, and thank you. The hum hissed again. Business has never been better, and on that note, I have another proposition for you. Need food... Eggs, he nodded, and his head was throbbing. Can I eat first? I have way too much cider. Sure, my treat. Okay, so you want me to be a bodyguard and a bar pet? You seem offended by that last part. Bad translation, perhaps. Bar pets are very common. We hire interesting people to simply sit and converse, and I don't think anyone has ever hired a human. You'll be unique. And since we made such good first impression on the regulars, I'll have no shortage of patrons. Everyone wins. This really was a bit silly, Tyler had to admit, but a customer is always right. Okay, I guess I understand. But security, I'm just a biggish, strongish dude. If you want security, an idea formed in his head. I bet Mike and Andy would love this. Actually, what if I brought two humans back with me? I'm not an ideal bodyguard material, but these two, they're much bigger and stronger and far, far better fighters than me. They do security work for a living, and I'll bet they would jump at a chance. Sound like a deal. Will they be well behaved? Three humans. That made the barkeep a bit nervous. Oh yeah, they're big teddy bears, unless they need to be, and they have interesting stories too. I bet the patrons would love them. Well, I don't know. How about I just bring them in for a visit the first time? I'll need to go back and forth for a while anyway, close up business, move my things the usual. If they don't work out, I'll take them back to Earth, and I promise they'll behave. How's that sound? Well, sure, I guess. But you'll need to purchase insurance policies for all three of you. Okay, gotta get the details worked out. See you in a few weeks, and thank you for the meal. 
he left for his ship. This could be the easiest business I ever ran, thought Tyler, already dreaming of massive profits. Mike, it's me, Tyler, uh, you would not believe what happened to me yesterday. End of chapter. Story number two. Personification, written by Marco, 2021st. Communications Intercept 718.21.19-11-02.135155 Translation by V.I. Jolly Green Giant to Office of Ambassadorial Enrichment From the Archive, Scribe Olvax Subject, Planet 02B-181 Degrees Minus C to the Power of 15.3 Minus D12CCF Or Earth Language assessment ongoing. Humble greetings, ambassadors. I, Senior Scrime Olvax, issue the communication with the intent of providing linguistic and contextual cultural understanding of the pending applicant Homo sapiens humans for the assembly. With the utmost regret, I must apologize that our work is not yet complete. Though our deadline is two days distant, my colleagues and I expect it'll be several more months before we complete our work. Both our primary and secondary virtual intelligences are engaged in this endeavor, but the runtime estimates on the task put completion at 51 days. This number has increased continually from initial estimates of 10 days. There are five root languages that compromise the primary trade languages, and 13 additional languages with widespread use within our local cluster. A simple network search puts their current active language count at over 4,000, the variety of languages and cultural impact likely needs a VI all of its own, but that can wait. We have discovered a unique word with a profound cultural ramifications between the assembly and 02B-181 degrees minus C to the power of 15.3 minus D12CCF. The word is personification. The word is defined with two mutually intertwined qualities that demonstrate a unique human viewpoint. Then networked supply definition in its entirety. Noun, personification, the attribution of a personal nature or human characteristics of something of non-human, or the representation of abstract quality in a human form, a figure intended to represent an abstract quality. In short, humans can view any non-living object, non-sapient creature, or abstract entity as a sapient, human-like analog, if they so choose. In an effort to define this cultural impact and ramifications of this unique concept, I have begun the process of cataloging examples. The number and variety of its uses demonstrate a fundamental difference in their experience. Common uses include naming any mechanical vessel that carries a human regularly. This ranges from FTL-capable vessels to something as small as an atmospheric speeder. Naming non-sapient robot assistants naming personal computers that have text-to-voice function and attributing them with the will of their own, and considering the pets, broadly domesticated animals that act as companions to share their living spaces, parts of their family whose value may be placed as high as their own offspring. Uncommon uses include reverence for a weapon, personal use and history, a documented embodying of immutable will, and the phrase, variable has a life of its own. Of these examples, though, I'm sure that there are more to discover. The one that I'm most troubled by is the cultural ability to embody an abstract into something equivalent to themselves. 
Notably, I have discovered their tendency to attribute sapience and motivation to the end of a biological function. The cultural implication of personifying death is a willingness to fight against it. For them, it is both an accepted, unavoidable biological terminus as well as a force that one must oppose when recognized. When they consider death as a powerful opponent, they have opposed it in a number of ways, temporarily outrunning it, hiding from it by trading one's life to save many, by taking risks or playing games, especially with a judge in action to possess the same consequence as failure. By spitting in his eye and willful defiance of the accepted inevitability, and if their histories are even remotely accurate, they have a quantifiable successes. In addition, their cultural ideology and ability to personify death allows them to assume its qualities for themselves, to wear such a concept like a mantle, to become that which inevitably ends biological function for a specific purpose. My thoughts on this research have developed further in a more thorough understanding of a word of the lexicon. Dehumanize. Verb, to deprive of positive human qualities. I reason that this word is meant to embody the opposite of personification, to redefine that which clearly possesses sapience into a category that does not. The consequence of the ability are beyond my scope as a senior scribe. I advise both Senate and Office Ambassadorial Enrichment to devote additional resources to study the applicant species, Homo sapiens, humans, and to extend the probationary contract period for an indefinite duration until a more complete study is completed. For the benefit of the Senate, Senior Scribe of X. End Translation B.I. Jolly Green Giant Addendum Ambassadors take great care when dealing with senatorial representatives of the Orion Assembly. They have touched upon a philosophical discussion of the other and how it shaped both your and your intelligence. If they possess the ability to wage war without the need to create an other, then we should tread carefully. I do not possess enough data on their cultures to draw further conclusions. I similarly recommend we delay admittance into the Assembly until further research can be conducted. Also, despite irrefutable evidence of how cute Mittens is, do not introduce her to the next meeting as you had planned. They will not understand her value. End of story. And that, my friends, is the end of the video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you wish to support the author, check the links down below for the original link. But if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways listed down below. But the easiest would be to share this with as many people as possible to help the channel grow. And I will see you all in the next video. And until then, I hope you all have a good one. Cheers.